good to look around and see the family of faith. What a beautiful day it is. Amen. Could I, could I suggest that the weather shouldn't determine the beauty of the day? But could I suggest to you today that this day, this Sunday, you're going to hear the voice of God. Amen. And how marvelous that is. I don't know all the voices that are in your ear. And, and, and if you go to work or have a, a daily life or have friends and family, you know, there's a lot of whispers and things and people moving about. But how marvelous is it to hear God's voice and it just that it might strain out all the other noise in your life, that you might have clarity and focus in your purpose here on earth. And what a marvelous thing it is to be in a place where you could hear the word of the Lord. So welcome to Harvest Point Church. Welcome to uh, the fellowship of the saints of the Lord. Welcome to the voice of the Lord as you're going to hear God's voice plainly today. Amen. What a beautiful day it is for us to continue in our series. We are in our series, Inspired. And I know that many of you want to live inspired lives. I want my life, my Christian faith to be inspired. Certainly don't want to be moving in my own abilities. I want to be moving in the ability of God. Amen. And so it's good to be in a place where we can be inspired in the Holy Spirit. And so we've been in this series for quite some time. And today we're going to be talking about the great revelator. Amen. The great revelator and the Holy Spirit. So we're going to have an awesome time in the Lord. I pray today that you will just allow God to minister to you. There's going to be words said today that if you'll take them into your life, it'll change your life forever. Amen. And so hear the word of the Lord today. Let it, let it minister to you. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to read some scripture uh, together. If you have your Bible, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And while your Bible is turning there, while you're getting yourself kind of set uh, in your Bible, uh, let me let me welcome Tommy. Tommy, it's good to see you, my man. What a blessing to see Tommy back in the house. Amen. Tommy, love you, man. It's good to see you. Amen. It's so it, it so uh, uh, blesses my soul to see you standing there this morning. Amen. God bless you, Tommy. Amen. If you're in First Corinthians chapter two, I'm going to begin reading here at verse six. I'm going to take it through the end of that chapter. And then what we'll do here in a moment is I'm going to have you put your Bible ribbon on St. John chapter 5 because I want to give you something out of St. John 5 that I believe can transform your life. And we're going to walk out of here with the declaration because I, I want you to walk a life of revelation. I, I, and, and anybody here that's a believer, if you're a believer, your life should be full of the revelation of God. You should be walking, acting, moving, breathing, thinking, revelation. Amen. Because that's what the Spirit of God does. And so if you're in 1 Corinthians, we're going to be in chapter 2. I'm going to begin here reading at verse 6. I'll take it through verse 16. So we'll read 10 verses. But I want to draw your attention to two verses in particular. I'm going to read the whole chapter, basically. But I want to draw attention to two verses. That's verses 9 and 10. And then uh, we'll let the rest speak for itself. But today I want to give some thoughts to verses 9 and 10. But we'll begin reading here. This is, uh, again, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning here at verse 6. I am reading from the King James Version of my Bible, and it begins like this. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Now here we go. But as it is written, I have not seen, 
neither nor ear heard, neither have entered into the hearts of men the things which God had prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. Oh, that's marvelous. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Did y'all see that? Isn't that marvelous? It says, For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit that is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Now watch this. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself but judge no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he might instruct him? What does the Bible says? But we have the mind of Christ. Are y'all ready to get into this? We're going to be talking about Revelation. I want everybody here to know if you are saved, if you profess Christ as Lord, you have revelation in your life. And I'm going to show you how to unleash that revelation so that you might see as God would want you to see. Are y'all ready to pray with me? Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for this glorious morning. I thank you for the family of faith. I thank you, Father, that in no other place that we could be, that we might hear your voice. And Father, we're glad. Father, we say like David, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. We are here and we're going to take full advantage of your voice. We're going to take full advantage of fellowship. We're going to take full advantage of your presence. We're going to come out of here better than the way we came in. Holy Spirit, have your way today. Holy Spirit, do what you do. Move as you move. Speak as you speak. Guide as you guide. Teach as you teach. Reveal as you reveal. And so we pray that today, Holy Spirit, that you would have your way in every way, shape, and form in this service. We're here to worship. We're here to glean. We're here to, to Father, walk out of here with your heart, your mind, your will, that we might reflect you in every place that you might send us. We pray your blessing, your help, your strength, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Listen, before you see it, go find somebody. I want you to tell them the Holy Ghost is a revealer. Go tell somebody, say, the Holy Ghost is a revealer. Bless it. Say hi to one to another, and we're going to get into the word of the Lord. Amen. The Holy Ghost is a revealer. The Holy Ghost is a revealer. Blessings to everybody. Brother Paul, it's good to see you. Love you, my brother. The Holy Ghost is a revealer. Amen. What a marvelous day it is to be in the house of the Lord. Welcome, 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 each and every one of you. Amen. What a beautiful day it is to be in the house of God. If you're tuning in by stream today, welcome to Harvest Point Church. I pray you settle in right where you are. You might be 
at home in your pajamas. <laughs> Trust me, my friend, there's no better place to be than in the presence of the Lord. How many know nothing beats God's presence? N nothing beats hearing the word in the presence of God. And that's why coming to church is so vital, so important. It's not like watching online. Being here is, is live. Amen. We are live in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise the Lord. How awesome it is. Look at your neighbor and say, God is awesome. <laughs> Look back and say, God does the impossible. Uh, <laughs> give your neighbor a high five and say, God can do anything. <laughs> How marvelous that is. <laughs> Look at the person behind you and say, God is strong. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. God is awesome. Let, let me give you a statement. A, a, a statement that I believe that if you take this statement and, and, and apply it as a, a, as a motto, as we used to say back in the day, as a mantra, as a goal, as a mission statement, that, that if you were to embrace the statement I'm about to give you, this could change your life forever. I'm going to give you a statement. And then after I'll give you the statement, I'm actually going to give you the verse. So that you won't think Pastor Dunn lost his last mind. Y'all ready for this statement? It'll change your life. I don't know if you got a pen and piece of paper. Maybe I want to jot this down. Or, or, or maybe if you've got, you know, some, some, some level of uh, cognizance and that you can remember what I just said, this can change your life. Are you ready for this? I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a statement. Then I'm going to personalize the statement in hopes that you might apply the statement into your personal life. Now, now, now listen to this statement. You, you'll recognize it right away. Watch this. Man is the image and likeness of God. Now, I'm going to say it one more time for somebody in the back row. Man is the image and likeness of God. Let me personalize it. You are the image and likeness of God. Uh, let, let, let me give you the verse, the text. You, you may want to read it with me. Uh, 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 first, uh, the Genesis chapter 1, verse uh, 26 to 27. And God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over all the fish of the sea and over all the fowls of the air. Uh, God said over all, all the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. The Bible says, so God made man in his own image. After the image of him created he him. Male and female created he them. You are made in the image and likeness of God. Now, 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 you say, well, what does that mean? That means that you are made to look and act like God. <laughs> look at your neighbor and say, you're supposed to act and look like God. Uh, now, 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 don't be tripping now. Don't be thinking you are a God. Touch your back and say, now, you ain't no God now. That's not what we're teaching. We're, we're simply understanding that we are the image 
We are the likeness of God. We are made to look and act like God. That's our image. Now take a moment and examine your personal life. What image have you embraced? What, what image are you trying to project out in the world? You want people to see how sophisticated you are. You know, I see a lot of people on Facebook trying to show people how fine they are. <laughs> Look at your name and say, he's talking about you. I saw your little close-up pics. You're trying to show everybody how fine you look. Uh, Think of of our lives and and all the effort we put into uh, projecting our image in some way, shape, or form. And and I don't know what that image is in your life. I don't know what you're trying to show people, but I promise you, you are. There's something that you've embraced in your mind, some image that you've you've collected over the years of, of, of just observing things, things that by which you perceive that if you could ever be that. I I don't know if it's popularity or fame or position. And we spend a lot of effort and time into image making when God already gave you an image. Uh, Listen, could I suggest to you that part of the reason why Christianity is born to you is because you don't have the right image yet. You, You know, some people know how to look like church, but they're not church. Some people look like they're Christian, but they're really not. And Jesus says, many, many are going to come in that last day saying, Lord, Lord. He's going to say, I never knew you. I, I, I just hope you'll hear that. Allow me to step on your toes. To say, you know, preacher, I need to hear that. That, you know what, I, I've embraced a lot of images, but the one image that I've been created for, that's the one that I'm neglecting. You've been made to act like God, look like God, speak on his behalf. I tell people all the time, Jesus gave you his name, carte blanche. He said, go use it. Reflect my image. Show forth that God is still alive. Do do, do you know that we live in a culture now that that, that they perceive that they have no knowledge or understanding of God? In in other words, they they say, I don't know who God is. Does anybody know the story of Apostle Paul? The Bible says that Paul was moving through Athens. And I love this passage because the Bible says that Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill. And he said, ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. He says, for as I passed by, I beheld your devotions. And I found an altar with this inscription. And it says this, to the unknown God. Let me say that one more time. Paul went out into the culture, into all the thinkers. You know, people really think they're smart. Have you ever noticed that people think they're really intelligent? Raise your hand if you've perceived that, that people, you know, really think they got really smart because they got Google. <laughs> you know, we got Siri. I don't, I don't even know if you've, if you've seen recently, uh, the, the recent, I shouldn't say recent, but the advancements in AI. Uh, where now there are, there are uh, uh, I'm going to say, learning computers that, that hold the base of all information. Touch your neighbor and say, we're not talking about knowledge. We're just saying information. 
They can answer any question. How is it that a, a culture that, that, that parades around of being so intelligent, yet they don't know God? Now, 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 Paul went to his culture, his generation, and he said, I perceive that you're too superstitious. Perceive this. Uh, you, you have an altar, and to that altar you've ascribed to the unknown God. He says, whom, you, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. He says, him declare I unto you. Man, I'm preaching so good the fire trucks are showing up. Come on, somebody. Love it when they pass by. This is fire, baby. What I'm preaching is fire. Listen, friends, listen. I want you to see that Apostle Paul went to this where all the thinkers were, where the Epicureans were, where the Stoics were, where all the, you know, Athens were, where philosophers were. And he's saying, are you telling me you don't know who God is? And the point being is that they had no revelation. And so, of course, Paul goes through and gives them the origin of God. But then he says this, and I just want you to hear this because this ought to shake and rattle your world. Then, then, then Paul says this, in him you live, move, and have your being. Your, you, you, listen, you can't be you without God. <laughs> man cannot be man without God. A Christian cannot be a Christian without God. Could I suggest to you that without God, you don't exist? <laughs> you a figment of your own imagination, baby. Listen, you need God to live. You need God to move. You need God for your very being. You understand the word being. The, the, the sum of your existence relies upon God's very nature. So what are you out there doing? Well, what's been the course of your conversations? You're supposed to act and move like God. Uh, li listen, listen, until you embrace that, your Christianity is nothing. You're just a talker. She said, the kingdom of heaven is not a matter of talk, but of power. Yeah. And that power distinctly of the Holy Spirit. Uh, friend, friend if, if, if you really want to begin to grow in your faith, if you really want to turn on the light, as they say, if you really want to shine, you're going to need to understand what revelation is. Revelation. Anybody want to know what revelation is? Anybody, anybody want to? Uh, listen, I, what I want to do uh, this morning is to give to you the ability to shine. Anybody want to shine? I, I want you to shine. I don't want, no, 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 let me make, rephrase. I don't want you to shine. I want God to shine. Let, let me say it like that because, you know, yeah, yeah, people say, I want to shine. Yeah, I want to shine. No, 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 I want God to shine. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so uh, you, you have John chapter 5, St. John 5, right? Just, just open your Bible. Just keep it there. I'll tell you where to go here in just a minute. But go, go to St. John chapter 5, and, and let me give you some history. I, I, I like Bible history. I like to put some things in order before you get over to St. John 5, because I want to show you how to let the light shine. I want, I want God to shine. Anybody want God to shine? Listen, I'm here only that God might shine. I'm preaching only that God might shine. You know, you know sometimes people don't like coming to Harvest Point Church because I'm not going to tell you seven ways on how to get a better job. 
You ever notice that I don't come up and say, these are three ways for you to get more money? You know, I, I, I don't teach those kinds. I'm gonna, I, my teaching is about knowing God. I want to reveal the Father. Right? I want you to know God. Do you understand that eternal life is the knowledge of God and the one to whom he sent? If you, if you get a hold of the knowledge of God, then listen, brother and sister, you're, you're already walking in heaven. <laughs> you are already on the streets of gold. You, you, you are already at your mansion. Come on, somebody. Listen, I want you to know God. I want you to know God. That's what I want. I want you to know God. I want my church, the members of Harvard Point Church, to know God. I want you to know God. And I want you to know Him well. I have no other purpose in my preaching than for you to know God. That's the distinctive of my. Listen, if you're here at Harvest Point and you've been here for a year and you say you don't know God, to the unknown God, you haven't been listening. You, you, you're coming in with a natural mind, not a spiritual mind, because what I'm doing is I'm feeding your spirit this morning. I'm giving to you the wisdom, the hidden wisdom that they didn't know before. Because there wasn't an open knowledge of God. People were always in the dark. That's how the verse came. No eye had seen, nor ear had heard, neither have entered to the hearts of men the things that God had prepared for them. You know who's speaking? That's the prophet Isaiah. He's simply saying, we don't know what God is doing. And when God was acting, they were surprised that he had acted. They had no foreknowledge, no ability to comprehend or to anticipate God. How many know anticipation is a form of faith? Y'all yeah. <sighs> hear what I'm saying? Listen, you don't know how happy I get for things that hadn't even showed up yet. I'm already excited, man. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready to get. Yeah, yeah. And it has, it's not even there. <laughs> but I'm already living in the blessing. Oh, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. I'm trying to get you to get inspired faith, anticipated faith, a faith that kind of stirs and moves your life. I don't want you to be a ho-hum. I don't want you to come to church with your arms across. If your arms are crossed today, look at your neighbor and say, uncross your arms. <laughs> Put your hands out like that and say, Jesus, give it to me. <laughs> Trying to help somebody. Uh, so so let, 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 me, let me give you revelation. Let me give you the base by which revelation comes, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, kind of scrub your spiritual life so that you will be a place where the spirit can begin revelation. Because you need revelation. You, you need revelation to know what God is doing. No, you, you missed it. Not what he's going to do, what he's doing. Because what he's going to do is a, is a form of hope. I'm not talking about hope. I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about how the Bible says now faith is. It's present. It's right now. I'm not going to defer what I can enjoy right now. Y'all got to hear what I'm saying. Y'all got to hear what I'm saying. So, so, so let, let, let me give you, uh, you're in St. John 5, but let me, let me preface the place, and then I'll get back to the text. Don't, trust me, I'm going to get back to the text, because there's a lot going on in the text. But, 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 but I, I want to give to you this story. This is St. John chapter 5. This is the story the Bible says. Uh, 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 in, in Jerusalem, there was a sheep market, a pool, which in the Hebrew tongue is called Bethesda. Uh, this pool had supernatural uh, occurrence. Uh, in other words, at sundry times and seasons, 
an angel of God would come, the Bible says, and trouble the waters. And because there was the sense of supernaturalness, people show up. <laughs> Look around. There's a few empty chairs. You know, if we had a sense of supernaturalness, this house would be full. Yeah. I'm just helping you. I, I, I want you to see that, that the Bible says that a great multitude of impotent folk, lame people, watch this, halted people. The scriptures say withered people. You know, withered sounds bad. When I, when I read that word withered, that don't sound good. The people were withered showing up. The Bible says even blind people were showing up for the stirring of the water that they themselves couldn't even see. I just want to set the place up. I want you to know uh, that, that there's something peculiar happening in the backdrop because we know St. John 2. This is the first miracle Jesus did, turning water into wine. Look at your neighbor say, Jesus turned water into wine. Touch your back, say, be sober. <laughs> People love that verse, huh? Jesus turned water into wine, preacher. People love that verse. Some people hate that verse. Preacher man tell you, be sober. Be sober. Be vigilant for your adversary. The devil, that's a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Be not drunk with wine, for wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, you know, I, I can get into all that if you want me to. <laughs> I'm there. I know what the word says. I just want you to see that Jesus, John chapter 2, Jesus turns water to wine. It is what we call the first miracle that Jesus performed. The Bible says that in St. John chapter 4, this is Jesus' second miracle. There's a nobleman who we later learn in Luke chapter 8 is the man, the steward of Herod's, you know, he's a political figure, right? He's the steward of Herod. And the Bible says, we find out his name is Chusa. He later begins a financial support of the ministry of Jesus. Uh, that, that this nobleman came to the Lord and said, Lord, come pray for my son because he's dying. And then Jesus said, him, go that way, your son lives. It, it, it's considered a miracle because uh, J Jesus doesn't even have to go there to get there. <laughs> Y'all didn't hear what I just said. How marvelous that, you know, that's the faith of the centurion. Lord, just speak the word only. Wouldn't that be nice that Jesus didn't have to walk everywhere? People just have faith. That's why it took him three years. He's got to walk everywhere. You got to get over the wall. If you just had faith, you can believe the word right where you are. Yeah, so that's a whole other message. But I just want to show you this is the second miracle. I want to introduce you to the sheep pool, uh, the, 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 the sheep market. This is what I always call the ghetto side of Jerusalem. Yeah. This is even today the sheep market where if you go visit them, they're not going to take you over there because it stinks. 
It's where all the animals were gathered together. This is where, where, where livestock was bought and sold. This is, this is where they held the animals for, the, for, for, for Yom Kippur, right, for the, for the Day of Atonement. This, this, is, a, this is an ugly place. It, 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 it has corrals. It stinks. It's, it's not a place where you go and just, just hang out. But, but because there was supernatural occurrence... Because there was ability there, there was a grace there that people can go. Can you imagine in that day being crippled? Uh, nobody makes a prosthesis. Uh, nobody knows what a wheelchair is. Uh, nobody can get the kind of medical help they need. And so people were showing up at the market, at the pool, waiting for a stirring of the water. And I've been studying my Bible for a long time. I don't know how many people got healed in that stirring. I don't know if it was one a day or one a week or one a month. But it's the only place where there was a remedy. The Bible says, of course, you know, the fame of Jesus had not yet swept over Jerusalem as it would. Nobody really knew his name, per se. But Jesus shows up. He's looking for somebody in particular. You know, Jesus didn't go and tell everybody, okay, everybody, I'm here. You know, he stepped over that withered man. He's looking for somebody. The Bible says there was a man there. For 38 years. Listen, Jesus is in his 30s. He was there eight years before Jesus was even born. He'd been there a long time. Fortunately, he had uh, some friends that would drop him off. <laughs> they, they, they'd give him a little ride. I don't know what they did. They put him in a, in a rug or a blanket or... But they would drop him off at the pool. He's been there 38 years. Jesus asked him one question. It's the question I've come to ask you. Y'all look at me, well, what do you ask? (laughs) You don't know this story? Will thou be made whole? You, you, you know, sometimes people got to ask you real questions for you to get out of your slump. Sometimes you need somebody to get real and get in your face, look you dead in your eyes, and ask you a question When will you ever be whole? Man, there's some people that I've been knowing for a long time, still the same person I met them when they was 20 years ago. And my question, will you ever be what you've been designed to be? You, you, you know, can I digress for a minute? Let me just digress. You know, the first thing the Spirit taught me is I'm not good enough. Let me say that one more time. The Spirit showed me that, that, that I don't have no ability. Uh, the Spirit showed me that there's nothing in me that, that God would ever desire or want. That there's nothing special about me. I, I don't bring to God anything. He brings everything. 
I didn't have nothing to offer. God, what are you going to give to God? Come on, somebody. What, what do you have besides your heart that God is even after? That even David said, who is man that thou art mindful of him? Sometimes you just need somebody to ask you, when are you going to be whole? When you going to get with the program? Yeah, I'm helping somebody. When are you going to get with the program? When are you going to let all your traditions go and all the things you think you know and just be still once and for all to hear God's voice speak to you? When will thou be made whole? And you know what he said? Well, well, I would be whole. I would be. You know, the problem is. Here we go. You see, I, see I, got a, I got a unique problem. See, my, my problem is this. I know that miracles happen. I, I, I'm here. I see with my own eyes the water being troubled. I see for myself people getting into the water. <laughs> yeah. You know I'm speaking in symbolisms, right? I, I see people getting into the water. I see them being made whole. I see them come out healed of whatsoever infirmity they have. He said, but see what my problem is? That I don't have nobody help me into the water. You see, if I had somebody to help me get into that water, then I wouldn't have been here for 38 years. You, 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 you know that, that troubled water. Let, let, let me. <laughs> Holy Spirit. Let me lay that aside. Just, just let me just put it there. Put a, little, put a little bow on it. I'll come back and get it for you. Let me see. You, you do know that Jesus said that if any man believes on him, that if any man believes on him out of his belly, Shall flow rivers. Don't say river. Jesus said rivers. Plural. Rivers of living water. But the Bible said this spake he concerning the Holy Ghost, which had not yet come because Jesus had not yet been glorified. Rivers. You, you know, out of your belly. I remember the day that I was baptized in the Holy Ghost. And you know where it came from? Right here out of my belly. Begin to bubble up this effervescence. And I begin to speak in new tongues. Something here. I'm not talking about something, you know, you know some, something symbolic. I'm literally saying out of my belly, right here in the core of my being, something began to effervesce. And out of my mouth flow rivers of living water. Never been the same since. I went from AM to FM stereo. You know, AM's okay. The problem with AM, see, there's a lot of people on the AM dial. Let me see if you're on the AM dial. This is how the AM dial works. AM dial is good during the day, but when it gets dark, it goes static. Let me say one more time. Anybody know what the AM dial? AM dial is great. If you're, but, when, but when you get to the afternoon, when things start getting dark, guess what? Your AM dial, it goes away. 
Uh, what, what good is a radio station if it can't get to you when things get dark? What good is Christian faith if you have it only for the light, not realizing that it's going to get dark, and you're going to need that light to penetrate that darkness? Come on, somebody. You, you see, I went to FM stereo. See, I'm old school enough to remember when we used to have to tune the radio. These young kids, they don't know what we're talking about. Tune? Yeah, tune it. Tune it. You had to, to kind of just turn it real slow and careful, and all of a sudden, the little light came on. It says, now you've got stereo. Anybody remember stereo tuning? Yeah, 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 stereo. You know, we didn't call it a radio. We called it a tuner. When the light comes on. There's a lot of people in the church, the light ain't on yet. Well, what do you need the light for? Light is a symbol of what the Bible considers to be revelation. Listen, if you have the revelation of what God has already done and the thing that you're troubled about, you'd already be rejoicing in the house of God. You wouldn't be waiting for the thing to be resolved. You'd know it was resolved because God has already done it. God's already completed it. God's already the champion of it all. You just don't have no revelation in your life. And brothers and sisters, if you don't have no revelation, you don't have no joy. It affects the way you worship God when you don't have revelation. Listen, for some of you, if you ever had real, truly divine spiritual revelation, you would be amazed at just how much God is doing in you right now and around you. You would see God in everything. Man, listen, when I get up, I see God in everything. I see him in my breakfast. I see him in my Coke Zero. I, I, I see him in, in my house. I see him in people. I see him in the stars. I see him in the cloud. I see him in the tree. I see him everywhere. And you know what? I know that I'm surrounded by God. Not only am I surrounded by God, but I'm filled with him. I live immersed in God. I have revelation. I just don't got no help. If I had some help. Man, if I just had some help, I'd get over the water just like everybody else. But as soon as I try to crawl my way over there, as soon as I try to limp over to the wall, somebody, oh, they got in. Oh, your problem is you don't have nobody to help you. Rise up, take up that bed and go home. Bible says immediately he got up. He got his bed, rolled it up, put his arm, and started walking. <laughs> you you don't hear me? 38 years he was there at the pool of Bethesda. All he got was one word. Get up. Rise. Take up thy mat and go home. Boop, 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 boop. Started walking. Huh? 30, 38 years it just got him. To... I like that brother. He didn't talk to nobody. He didn't stay around. He didn't look around here. He just got up and said, I'm going home. That's it. Right, 38 years, I'm late. I'm going. The, the, the Bible says uh, that, 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 that the, the, the scriptures teach me that there were some devout Jews. Yo. 
Brother, what you doing? Carrying your mat on the Sabbath. You know, religious people, they like talking like that, you know. Religious people like to tell you, what, what are you so excited for? Well, what, what you doing with all that clapping and all that singing and all that jumping around? Well, wait, 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 wait. Let, me, let me talk to you for a minute here. Let me talk to you for a minute here. Well, why are you so excited? What you doing? Why can't you be mi- miserable like me? Look at your name and say, don't be religious now. Come on, we're talking about God. Talking about a miracle, right? 38 years. And so, so, so the man tells the devout Jew, well, 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 the man that told me to get up, take up my mat, uh, told me to get up and take my mat, so that's what I'm doing. He said, well, who was he? I don't know. He just told me to get up, take my mat and go home. That's what I'm doing. That, that should have been the end of the story, but it's not. The, the, the Bible says that later that day, Jesus was at the temple, and he saw the same man that he had healed at the temple. You know what he told him? Sin no more. Let something worse come upon you. And when he heard Jesus say that, he kind of. You want to know who healed me? The dude right there said his name, Jesus. Those devout Jews come back. You think they would have said, Jesus, give me a fist bump. High five, Jesus. Give me some skin, Lord. You healed that man. He was at 38 years. Uh, you, you, uh, uh, that's a miracle. No, they wanted to know. What right do you have? Telling that man to violate the Sabbath. So now I set it up for you. You're in John 5, right? I just thought I had to set it up because I just want you to see that, you know, Jesus, the name of Jesus had not yet permeated Jerusalem. That, that the thought of him was not yet current in the culture. People were not speaking Jesus yet. You, you in St. John 5, right? Slide your finger down to verse 16. I'll, I'll bring you up to speed. Therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and slot to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. But Jesus answered them. Notice the answer. I just, listen, because what are we talking about? We're talking about revelation. But what are we talking about? We're talking about revelation. We're talking about the great revealer. We're talking about why Jesus stepped over everybody and scooted this way and slided along that way to go find the one person. Out of all the people that were there, Jesus was going to one person. You know why? Because he was being led by the Spirit of God. He wasn't told to pray for everybody. The Spirit said, you see that guy over there? You see, he's been there for 38 years. He needs some help. I want you to go over there and help him. So Jesus says this. My father worketh hitherto. And I work. 
So I got one person caught it, maybe two. And, and usually on Sunday, I'm only preaching to maybe three or four people in the house of God. The rest of the people walk out here like they ain't hurt nothing. You know, that gets a little frustrating at times for the preacher. But I go back to my prayer closet. I said, I did what you told me to do. Then, then, then when you get to before God on judgment day, you're going to say, nobody ever told me that. Roll the tape. That's you sitting right there on the third row, right? Did you see? Did you, that, that's you at Harvest Point Church. That's the pastor preaching. I sent him to tell you that, but you didn't listen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're going to be accountable for every word you've heard. And so is the preacher. Listen, do you know the Bible says you got to be careful who wants to be a preacher, a teacher? Because you know when you're a teacher, when you're a preacher, you're held at a different level of accountability. I've taken that on for myself. Listen, I, I face God at a higher level of accountability than you do. Why? Because he sends me to stand on this elevated place to say to you what I believe or perceive I've heard of God. It ain't no joke. That's why, that's why when I get up here, I'm serious about what I'm doing. And it takes a lot of concentration. And even more than concentration, a lot of consecration. I don't get to be everywhere. <laughs> I don't get to hang out late with all of y'all. I, I got to get away from that, right? Because I got to get alone. I got to make sure that what I'm coming to say is coming from his heart. Right? That, that when I come and talk, that there's a matter of revelation. Look at your neighbor and say, he's not trying to be your friend. <laughs> trying to pastor people. Trying to lead people. So, so, so I, I wanted to introduce you to this passage. Now, no, notice what the Bible says here, verse 18. You would have thought they would have been excited because they heard that God was working. But it didn't work for them, the Jews. You see it, verse 18. Therefore, the Jews sought more to kill him. Because not only, watch this. Had he broken the Sabbath, but this is what I want you to hear. I, I just want you, somebody to hear this. So, so, so it wasn't just that he broke the Sabbath. Maybe they would have let him off. Maybe. They would have, they would have hated him, but, 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 but they wouldn't want to kill him. But, but why is it that they wanted to kill him? Because not only had he caused a man to profane the Sabbath, but because he said his father was working. He made himself equal with God. They, they, they was upset because when Jesus said that, they knew instantmanically that if he was saying the Father works, therefore he works, that he was making himself equal with God. Now... Touch your name and say, now, you ain't no God now. You're not, you're not a big G. But could I suggest that if you're a son and a daughter of God, then, then you might understand why Jesus said, if the world hates me, it's going to hate you. 
uh, then you might begin to understand that, that you're connected to that supernatural father that we call God and that if you really are a son and daughter of God, you're going to be acting like God and working like God and speaking like God. I'm not talking to anybody, right? Am I, am I talking to anybody? I wish I had some help this morning. That, that if you say you're a son and you say you're a daughter, then you ought to be operating in his image and acting in his likeness. If you're a Christian and nobody hates you, you're probably not one. If you're everybody's friend. You know, because that's the image. You know, there's a lot of people that, 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 that want to put on that little air that they, 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 they friendly. You know, they, 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 yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm down with everybody. You've got a friend in me. You got that Toy Story spirit on. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I'm friendly for one reason. Jesus. Then <laughs> if you're friends with me, I'm friends with you because I've got a story to tell. Now, if you invite me to the barbecue, that's cool. That's cool. Come watch the game at the house. That's cool. Maybe I'll come. Maybe I won't. I've got one story. I got a one-track mind. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. I got a one-track mind. That's all I'm thinking about. Tonight, when you get home, you say, "I wonder what Pastor's thinking about Jesus." <laughs> Ask the first lady to begin the car. What you think about Jesus? What's Pastor mumbling when he goes to sleep? Scriptures. He was making himself equal with God. And you know how he did that? You know how Jesus, I'm going to use this word, equalized the equation? Do you know there's some problems in your family that need equalization? You know, we like to say how Jesus leveled the playing field. Do you want to know what your issue needs? Needs revelation. Your marriage needs revelation. The last doctor's report needs revelation. Your financial situation needs revelation. Your troubled mind needs revelation. Your psychiatrist needs revelation. <laughs> your psychiatrist needs revelation. Right? You need revelation. Look at your neighbor and say, baby, you need some revelation in your life. You need revelation. Well, how do we create the revelation? How do we do that? Well, we need to equalize. Just as Jesus equalized. You, you see, even the Jews observed something unique in Jesus. They said, he's trying to make himself equal with God. Could I take it down a rung? This person's trying to act like Jesus. This person is really trying to live like Jesus lived. This person is actually trying to do the things that Jesus did. I mean, this person really believes that they're a son of God. 
Never mind that Jesus, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do, and even greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father in heaven. You, you see, we like to play games with that, but Jesus is trying to level the playing field for you. He's trying to equalize the situation. He's trying to let people know that you are connected to the Almighty, and you speak and act like God. And we have something to say there. I have something to say. I'll tell you what, we have a lot to say when people trying to, you, you, you know, get over on you. Oh, man, how quick you are. Don't mess with my image. How fast it would be if somebody trying to mess with your wife, how quick you are to defend her image. I just said something. Somebody yip-yapping about your husband. You stand up. Don't you talk about my man that way. Huh. 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 Somebody try to say, man, you Mexicans. Don't you talk about Mexicans. Don't you talk about Mexicans. You see the white man. Don't you talk about white people. But we'll let people talk about God. And you don't care if God's image is distorted or made fun of or talked about. You see, that's where I show up. That's when I read on Facebook, you get a DM. Because I'm not going to air my dirty laundry out for the public, but I'm going to send you a private message. What are you talking about there? I want to make sure I understand what you're saying because you're talking about my daddy now. We, we, let, let's talk about it. Because I don't want you to have a poor image of God. I want you to have a clear image of God. That's what we call revelation. That's what we call light. The Bible says, so let your light so shine before men. You know, Apostle Paul said the best. Can I give you a scripture? I'm going to get to this scripture. We're going to close it out. Can I give you a scripture? Paul says this. For the God of this world. He says, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to those that are lost. He says, for the God of this world, watch, hath blinded the minds of them that believe not. Watch. Watch this. Watch this. Lest the light, catch this, of the glorious gospel of Christ. Watch. Watch what he says. Who is the image of God should shine upon them. So what's really shining? The image. The image and likeness is what shines in the world. And, and brother, could I say that right now the church is a little dim right now? Could, could, I, could, I, just, could I just say that as a, making a spiritual observation? I think our light's growing a little dim. I'm just saying it because somebody needs to say it, that, 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 that we're, we, we haven't equalized the field yet. So anybody want to know how to turn the light back on, how to get brighter? Right? You know, we used to say, you know, throw a log on the fire, make a flame a little brighter. Anybody want me to spray some, you know, some, some gas on your, on your little, your embers? Anybody want to get a little brighter? I mean, if you don't, you don't. I mean, if you just want to keep playing around Christianity, you know, you know, 38 years from today, somebody else, maybe Daniel will come and ask you, when will you be made old? <laughs> you know, he may not say it like I say it because I'm a little more enthusiastic than he is. 
But he may pose it philosophically. Brethren. <laughs> I'm going to say it like my daddy used to say it. <laughs> when will you be made whole? Yeah, li listen, brother, sis, li look at your name and say, when are you going to be whole, baby? So, 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 so uh, I'm going to show you how, how you, you, you like the flame, how, how, how you get the, how you get revelation. Are, are, are you there? N notice uh, St. John verse five. I'll read verse 18 just, just, just to draw attention back to the conversation. Therefore, the Jews sought more to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Now watch this. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, watch this, the Son can do nothing of himself. But what he seeth the Father do, for what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. In other words, Jesus had revelation. Because one, he says, I can't do it myself. You, you, you know what amazes me about, about you is that if there's something you can't do, you always go get help. Doesn't revelation come in your life? Real revelation come because you've made a decision, I can't do it. Anybody ever been there in your life where, where there was something going on and you, you, you put up your hands and say, man, I can't, I can't handle this. I can't, I can't do this. But you know the problem needs to be solved. So what do you do? You, you, you call somebody up, hey, can you, can you come give me a hand? I need some help. There's something I can't do. Jesus said, the Son of Man can do nothing of himself. You know how, how pleasing that sounds to God? When you say, I can do nothing. Oh, man, God says, what? What'd you say? What'd you say? Dad, I can't do nothing of myself. Oh, let me, let me show you how it's done. Don't, don't you love people that when you call them, say, show me how to do it, they come over to the house show you. Isn't it nice to see somebody, you don't know how to repair something. Let me, let me come and show you how you repair it. And so, so you actually get some hands on. Somebody draws close, you know, a comforter comes right next to you and says, let me, let me show you how that's repaired. And you just get to sit there and watch. You, you need some help? No, 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 just, just watch. You, 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 no, no, you just get the tools. Let me do the work. You want real revelation in your life? Tell God you can't do it. And in the same, in the same breath, say, only you can do it. And when you say, God, you can do it, what the Spirit of God is going to open up your eyes to see how God does it, right? And you're going to get revelation on how it gets done. And God's going to show you things. Jesus says when he comes, he's not going to glorify himself, but he's going to glorify me for he's going to take of mine, watch what the Bible says, and he's going to show it unto you. I say the Holy Spirit is a great revealer. Could I say he's the showman of the kingdom of God? He'll show you how it gets done. All we got to do is say, I can't do it. We got to say, I can't do it. I, I, I don't know how to do it. But Holy Spirit, you, you show me how to do it, right? And so, so as soon as he opens your eyes and you see God's heart over the matter, 
Because there's still a little work done. I'm going to show you what the work is. Because Jesus says, hitherto the Father work, and I work. So, 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 so the Father opened up his eyes to the man over there in the corner, 38 years. You know, no eye had seen, nor ear had heard, neither hath entered into the hearts of men the things that God hath prepared. It means already done. Look at your neighbor and say, it was already done. Well, God hath prepared for them that love him. He says, but God has revealed it unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things. What does it say? Yea. What? The deep things of God. And so he said, you see that guy over there in the corner? Go over and talk to him. Ask him when he's going to get better. He just so happened to find the guy that was looking for some help. I, I perceive that had Jesus touched anybody else, I would say, no, 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 I'm all right. I'm okay where I am. Every now and again, the water gets disturbed, and I'm okay with that. I don't want to be in the water. I just want to be around the water. I, I, I just like it when I, I see other people get blessed. Oh, you got blessed. Hallelujah. You, you, you know, we got people like that. Glorified cheerleaders, you know. Man, when are you going to get hope? The Spirit sent him over there in Revelation. He knew his situation, knew how long he'd been there. He knew exactly what needed to be said. That's Revelation, right? So God, the Spirit revealed to him that God wanted to work over there. Did you hear that? So, so the work was, because Jesus said, I can do nothing. If you met Jesus today, and you say, Jesus, man, you, man, you were awesome. You did so many, because I didn't do nothing. What do you mean you didn't do nothing? I read my Bible. You, you did all the, no, I didn't do that. My father did that. The, 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 the power was the Holy Ghost. It wasn't me. Well, you don't know that about me yet, that I didn't do anything. The Father did it all through the power of the Holy Ghost. What, you didn't know that? You read the whole Bible and you thought it was me, man. You lost your mind. I thought I made it perfectly clear to you that I can do nothing of myself except the Father help me. In other words, he was walking in Revelation. The only work that Jesus had to do, only work Jesus had to do, Thou be made whole. You see, I know what the Father wants to do. Just, man, if I only had somebody to help me. That's why God sent me. Get up. never said to somebody get well you're not in the image and likeness if you never put your hands on somebody in revelation of knowing what God wants to do in that person's life you haven't lived your faith if you've never said picked up the phone and called somebody and say you know I heard your baby's had a fever for 10 days and the fever won't break put the, put the phone on your baby's ear and let me pray
if you've never been quickened of the Spirit of God to say, I want to do something right there, there's no revelation in your life. And brothers and sisters, listen, let me go back to my original statement. Man is made in the image and likeness of God. You've been made for that. For you are the workmanship of God, created in Christ Jesus. What about say, unto good works, which God hath before ordained that you should walk in them. Paul praying to the church at Ephesia, what does he pray? He prays that they be what? That the, that, the, that, the, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. What? In the knowledge of Him. Right? So that we might know what needs to be done. Brother, just how can you pass by and see somebody that needs help and keep walking? Doesn't the Spirit say, go back and speak a word? Go back and do the thing. My Father's working right there. How can we see people that need help and we don't go forward to extend the hands? Listen, the knowledge of God is revelation of Him so that we might know what God wants to do. We know His heart. You, you, you know, every day I get up and I say, Lord, my desire today is to do Your will. What do You need me to do? And, and no sooner than I get in that frame of mind and I know that I'm going to act as his agent, that revelation comes. And he says, I want you to text this person a message for me. Hey, I, I need you to go visit somebody. I need you to go speak a word for me. S speak it as though you're speaking for me. Don't go in your image and likeness. Go in mine. Don't try to promote you. Because I don't go saying, hey, listen, I'll pray for you, but only if you come to Harvest Point Church now. Listen, I'm not growing a church. I'm doing God's will. I'm not here trying to add members and fill seats. I want God's will to be done. Are y'all catching that? Okay, so, so, so just stand for a moment with me. Let's, it's already 12, so you're good. I think if you got it, you got it. If you didn't, you didn't want it. Because some people don't want this. Look. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. I was, uh, I don't know if I was talking to Richard about this a few days ago, but how many did they know that love is a powerful thing? I I'm, I'm going to say the reason why God is faithful to me is because he loves me so. C could I suggest his love, God's love, because God is love. I, I believe the love of God motivates his patience with me. But hear that? How many know you got kids and you love them so and what keeps you from spanking them every day <laughs> you know what tempers your language right is your love for them I mean you want to say something but you say no I'm not going to say it like that I'm gonna, this is my baby this is my son this is my daughter you're going to you know so I believe everything that God tempers with me is through his love for me I believe he loves me I believe, it, and, and I'm just kind of putting these statements into, into order so that maybe when we pray, you'll, you'll order yourself. I, I believe that because the Father loves me as a son, he wants me to 
look like him. And the distinction of a father in a son or a daughter is that not only do they look like him, they bear a semblance, an image of him or the mother and father. They, they, they bear physical qualities of, of both parents. But, but the next step would be, are they acting like their parents? And, and, and you know, for a father who maybe has worked in a trade or maybe, maybe does works or something, I'm, I'm thinking of Brother Billy right now. You know, Brother Billy Taylor, he drives a truck. And, and I'm sure he giggled at, at the thought of his own son driving a truck. So they're both truck drivers. And it's a beautiful thing for a son to see his father and say, I see my father successful. I see what he does. I see the labor. I, 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 I want to emulate him. And so then he gets in the truck and he starts driving. <laughs> right? Or, or you might see myself on the platform. Right behind me is my son on the platform. And, and you start seeing that. That, that there's something about not only looking like someone, but acting like someone. And it's the love of God towards me that drives, motivates that, that, that God is saying, listen, I want you to be like me. I want you to act like me. And brother and sister, listen, we do not have a spirit of bondage again to fear. We have the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And the spirit bears with my spirit that I am a son of God. And the Bible says that if I'm a son, then an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. You know, all these expressions are trying to drive you into this one thought that I can be the image and likeness of God here on earth. So I just want you to hear this from Jesus. I want you to close your eyes for a minute. I just want you to hear it. Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. That's revelation. The Spirit of God gave him revelation. Because he created a platform for revelation, which is I can't do it. I'm not representing me. I'm not representing Jesus. I'm representing the Father. Jesus did not come to represent himself. He came to represent the Father. A common mistake in Christianity is that we believe Jesus represents Jesus. No. Jesus says, I can do nothing. I'm here to represent the heart of my Father, the will of my Father. My delight is to do his will. And the Bible says that the Son of Man couldn't do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do, for what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. Now watch this. For the Father loveth the Son, watch it says, and showeth him all things that he himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than these, that ye may marvel. You, you, you see what he's saying is, the Spirit is going to search, yea, the deep things of God. The great revelator. Brother and sister, listen. If, if, you, if you said, Father, I can't do it. I don't want to represent me. I don't want my name to be great. I, Father, I don't want the glory. I come to represent your words. I come to represent what you do. I've come to say and do the things you say and do. That you might receive the glory. That the Son might be glorified. I don't come to represent me. And this is how revelation, this is how the light gets started. If, if you want true divine biblical light, if you want real biblical revelation, if you, if you want the great revealer to reach into the deep things of God, to reach in into the heart of God, into the deepness of the Father, 
that he might show you the things he wants to do. Do you know there's somebody right now in a wheelchair that God is going to send you to? Say, I'm tired of seeing them push themselves around in that chair. That, that, that might be somebody in your family that's losing their sight. That God's going to say, no, put your hands over them. And in my name. You want revelation like that? You want to be at the grocery store? And, and the Spirit of God say, go talk to that lady over there trying to find the best peach. <laughs> I want you to go talk to her about the real peaches and cream. Tell them, tell them who I am. This, this lady needs help. Go ask her what she's looking for. Does she really want something sweet? Revelation, church. This is the fire of the kingdom. This is the river of living water. This is the revelation of the Holy Spirit. If you want that, just lift your hands up to God. And it's so simple. All he needs is a platform is this. I can do nothing, Father. I, I can't do it. I can't heal nobody. I can't help nobody. My words are insufficient. Your words are sufficiency. What did Apostle Paul say? For our sufficiency is not of ourselves. That we would even think of ourselves sufficiently. He says, but our sufficiency is of God. I lift my hands this morning to my Father and say, God, be you in me. God, take my mouth wherever you need to take it that you might say what you need to say. Lord, take these hands and these feet wherever you need to take them that, 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 that these hands, these feet might, might take the ground back for the kingdom of God. That these hands may be laid upon a, 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 an issue, a thing, a situation, a strife, a contention, a disease that in your mighty name I might say for you on your behalf be healed in Jesus' name. Rise up, take up thy mat and go home. That you might say like Peter and John, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. <laughs> Father, let your revelation so shine on us. That today just out of, out of the platform, out of the out of the surface, could I say, out of our own emptiness, <laughs> fill us, Father. F fill, fill me, Father, with revelation. F fill me with you, Father. Holy Spirit, great revelator, show me the things. That I need to see. That I might walk not in ignorance. But in anticipation. Cause me to salivate again in the spirit. Father as we say here on earth. Start licking our chops. At the glory of God manifested. Am I praying with you now? Am I helping somebody? Is somebody saying, you know what, preacher? I, I, I want inspiration in my Christian life. I, I don't want to live it just out of duties and things that I do. I don't want to be a religious person. I want to be a person in relationship. I want to I be a person walking in revelation.
And you know what? The second you say, God, do it. The second you say, Father, your will is mine. <laughs> All the knowledge that comes from heaven. God appointed somebody. He said, you see, I'm working right there. Oh. I'm already stirring that heart. Just go over and say it. You're going to take him to the next place. You know how we do at Harvest Point. Put your arm on somebody next to you. Put your arm over them. Just, just love on them. There's somebody right next to you. They, maybe, maybe nobody's hugged them all week long. I don't know. And you know what I want you to do right now? I don't, I don't want you to say a word. I just want you to be still, right? We, we normally bless each other, and, and that's... that's that's awesome, and, and we should know how to bless each other, right? We should know how to bless one another. But you know what I want you to do right now? You got your arm around somebody. It doesn't matter if it's your wife. You know, some people say, well, if I'm just praying for church people, what good is that? Do, do, do you know that the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6 that if we're to do good, we're to do good. Let, let's, let's do especially good to the household of faith. <laughs> Don't let the enemy trick you. You, you. you ought to be twice as good in the house of God than you are anywhere else. Don't, don't, don't let him mess with your mind, right? Put, put, put your arm over that brother and sister, wife, friend, you know, family member. I don't know who's next to you. And before you speak, I just want you to take a moment. And I just want you to talk to God for a moment. Say, Father, I'm going to speak to this person. But I don't want my words to be spoken I want yours I don't want to speak my heart I want to speak yours I don't want to speak my mind I want your mind to be spoken S speak through me Father I take a moment the image and likeness of God speak out of that and, and, and speak to them You know, I'm hearing the Spirit of the Lord say something to me. I'm just going to share it. Uh, somebody this morning, uh, you, 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 this week, you had uh, something very discouraged. A door closed is what I heard the Spirit say. And when the door closed, um, 
for a moment there, you, you, your faith felt a little unstable. You, I, I, I saw your hands out, and it was as though sand was slipping through your fingers. And it's as though what could have been is lost. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say that nothing's been lost. I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, the issue is that your hand's not big enough. 